That's when we used to do the thing. Pre recorded. Pre recorded. All right. So we live there, fellas, waiting for everybody to link up on the Facebook, on the YouTube, and whatnot. Share up the live right now. That's the main thing. Everybody could just share up the live. Whoever coming inside. Pre recorded. All right. Pre recorded. So I it came up on my screen one time. So clearly the notification came up because I just opened it. I don't know how. There you go. So that's what's happened. You know, people's getting notification. Uh, so that's what I remember. Once they follow the page, they will get a notification when we go live. That's yeah, the important thing. There you go. So, Kata Kata, start with dinner, man. What is this you're telling me about a uh, 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 father and son pass yes. away with the COVID? Oh, From, give me some details I, did, I didn't look at the news tonight, and I, so I can't say the exact details, but I know for sure that there's a father and son who recently succumbed to the COVID, right? The son would have passed first, I believe, and then the the father passed away. And I build, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I'm sure people would have heard the story by now. The the father passed away at home or on the way. Oh yeah, at home. The, the ambulance didn't get there and thing in time. So what I what you seen happening is that people passing away at home now at home. because there are so many there's so much numbers and so much people home, home isolating and the, and i think the variant is so dread that there are people who at first you thought you could tell this person okay just home isolate and see how things go and and hope for the best there but that that, not that's not good enough now yeah that variant is different in different i guess this yeah. this some of my my some of the things the doc was saying last week, I wasn't sure about, but we got to have him on again. I look forward to that because yeah, everybody yeah, was yeah. saying, like, questioning, was it was the point of lockdown and we should allow the the, the, the the virus to mutate and mutate itself out, so to speak? And yeah, yeah. He had a lot of, a lot of hot takes, but, um, <clears throat> but at the same time, it's a lot of informed takes too. Um, I, must, I must give him that. But... We will have a mark on for sure, definitely, right? Nobody wasn't sure about that. <laughs> Real passionate, say. Mm. but definitely, uh, we have we had to bring it back because there's a there's a lot of um, value to what he was saying in certain regards, eh? Because yeah. I, I I would say that as much as there's a need for lockdowns, it's it's way too reactionary at this point now, you know. Mm. And if we can't institute certain normals and be more more, you know understanding as a society as to what really is the case we're dealing with and just feel as like it's only big we're dealing with as soon as daddy say okay go outside to play you could go right mm. we're not going to ever be able to handle this but that's Chinese we now people to deal with crisis now boy it's fat it's fat mm -hmm. like Sweat. you know mm -hmm. so we have a good bit of people up in your life here welcome everybody to this episode of the heights room I hear my boy Shankar and Torian all around the world you know how we just do it um and today you know, we've taken a little sidestep from the issue of the COVID-19, the vaccine and all these different things. Um, but we, of course, we will be touching on that soon again because that is our reality now and that is one of the foremost topics on our minds. But today, for those of you who would have seen the um, ad we put out, the sponsored ad and so on, you would have seen that we are going to deal today with the topic of Black Lives Matter, right? Now, this, is, has, this has been something that has been ongoing for a long while. And recently, it got a lot more attention in the news in that you had the verdict for the case 
with the officer Derek Chauvin. Derek Chauvin was the officer who, you know, if everybody remembers, I'm sure we all do, he was the guy who had his knee on the neck of George Floyd for approximately seven minutes leading to his death. And this verdict meant a lot to the um, American public. And there's a lot of different angles on the verdict that could be heard on different news sites and so on, on different news networks in America. But coming back a little bit, we have to look at the entire issue of Black Lives Matter, not just the George Floyd um, incident. And to deal with that, we thought we'd get some folks up in the height room tonight who have different takes on that topic. So I'll hand you over to Toria now who might give us a little intro to these um, characters. Yeah, I guess one of them, any fellow Napsmen might know him from we around we Jason Dukaran. He's a technical, personal finance, finance and business author. Um, mm. How long we know each other now, I know, since he was in school, so that is really as now. Um, affectionately known as Cherry in some circles, <laughs> and Chicken mm -hmm. in others. Um, thought he'd be a good, provide some good perspective on that. And secondly, uh, another friend of mine, uh, Kelly Melville, she's a software engineer, I think. I don't know. She might correct me on that. But uh, also a podcast host, podcast host and very, very good friend of mine and knowledgeable, knowledgeable individual. Welcome. So well Welcome, Jason and Kelly, to the Heights Room. It's a pleasure Hi to guys. have you guys here. Mm -hmm. I and mm -hmm. I'm not a software. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, I'm a senior analyst in a software company. Same thing, same thing. I'm not a software company. People will start asking me about things and I can't answer. That's <laughs> true. I can't wait for them to start. That's why I say that. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll ask everybody here now who's viewing right now if you all could do us a favor and share up the live so we get, get that maximized potential found right now so if we could um ask Kyron, Rajiv, the pure passion and so on just share up the live for winner brothers right do your good deed for the day right mm -hmm. both the mother and father died as well as the son so we have Brandon around Brandon how are you doing sir he says that both the mother and father died so we'll get, get back to that soon enough thanks for the info so Black Lives Matter, we're talking. Tori, and you stay us from here. Yeah, so I was thinking that anybody want to start first, as best as you could, summarize. Chicken, we go start with you. Summarize your thoughts on Black Lives Matter, give people a little taste, and then we'll go to Kelly and give people a taste for Kelly. <laughs> All right, so the thing with Black Lives Matter is that to start with, well, it's a very hot topic to debate. And is an even mm. hotter topic because there's a lot of stuff to unpack, right? So mm. when you're talking about Black Lives Matter, then it have these idiots on the other side of the spectrum that is all lives matter, and there's blue lives matter, and all these kinds of things. Like when you're when you're looking at all the different perspectives that you have on this topic, it's very easy to get mired in a misdirection. And the BLM movement itself doesn't help the situation because they started off with a very clear objective. And after a certain amount of time, the objective dissolved into something completely different, right? So you see these things that happen with activist groups. They start off as activist group with a particular, a particular goal in mind. And over time, the, the activist group tends to become diluted as new members come in. And 
eventually what happens is that it loses its direction it loses what it stands for and it just become like uh, uh, another another three or four letter um phrase that you, you, you could use to represent the ideology or something like that right yeah. but uh, i mean when it is you're looking at it uh, there are many ways that you could look at the situation the george floyd situation is a situation that uh, i've seen commentators on both sides both liberal and conservative because i have uh, people on both sides of the spectrum on my facebook and yes everybody nobody do like me from neither one of these set of people but they just keep me around for whatever reason right but <laughs> i managed to get into conversations with both sides of the both sides of the spectrum and what i realize is that uh, some people because of the polarization that you have going on in these ideologies the term blm has become charged because they see it as representative of a particular side of the political spectrum whether or not it is that doesn't make a difference it has become taken as a de facto representative of one side of the, spe of the spectrum immediately because of that you have a pushback from the other side of the spectrum and it it, it becomes it becomes like the question is no longer whether black lives matter or whether anybody lives matter at all i mean if you're a nihilist nobody life matter right but uh, <laughs> when you're looking at when you're looking at the larger larger picture blm frames the question as a racial question as a racially charged question right you can't legislate racism you can't legislate people you can't tell people the law says x y and z and hope they change their minds right i mean they try doing that before it work right but uh, what you can do is you can hope to change people's minds through open-minded discussion but the problem is neither one of these ideology um the, these ideological factions want to engage in debate they just want to have their point of view and they want to demonize anybody that does not hold their point of view right, right? so so okay. when you say when you say jason just 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 to clarify when uh -huh. you say when you say these both groups you're looking at uh -huh. what you what you would call the both groups both groups one being black lives matter left and right. supporters no no left okay. left and right mm, just left and right because 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 you can't look at it in in, in isolation right. It, right. It, it, right. it is a representative now of one side of the spectrum so yeah left and right in terms of the political sphere in america left and right of america right yeah yeah like the left and right of america correct yeah correct correct okay right. so we can move on to kelly now kelly, i guess yeah yeah let's, yeah let's hear your thoughts on the blm man yeah. What, views, your yeah, feet, what, you support yeah, what, them? You agree what, with anything Jason say? Disagree? So I think this is such a like as Jason said, it's it's a very difficult question. It's this very broad question, very difficult question to ask to answer. I think you're right, like it the polarization and the political polarization that we see in America, which has pervaded everywhere around the world, has become more because it tends so much to identity politics that when people say Black Lives Matter or they say stop Asian hate or they or they associate themselves with anything to do with social impact or social justice, immediately they are put into this frame of being left-leaning socialists and whatnot. And that takes away from the cause of any of these organizations, including Black Lives Matter. I think it's important for us to remember that one thing I will disagree with is that we can't legislate racism. Yes, we can, and we have. Like there's there's civil rights unions and civil rights areas and 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 parts of law for a reason, because 
what we know is that there are two, there are always two conversations happening in these types of situations. There's the social conversation that we're having now and that we engage with our peers, but then there's the political and the policy making side of it. And to get traction on either side, you must have either working. And I think the problem with the problem, but one of the issues that I find with Black Lives Matter is that yes, the conversation gets lost in these political spectrums. Um, and I always wonder if those types of political conversations are happening in places that they're supposed to be happening to drive the policy that should be happening. The, is the issue here that Black Lives really matter? Or is the issue here that we have a problem with policing, that policing is not safe for everybody? And that is the conversation that we need to be having. It's not whether like Black Lives Matter leads into that conversation, it's the conduit to it, but the organization itself, that's the work that they should be doing. And whether or not they're doing that work efficiently is more like where I stand. I don't try to get into the nitty gritty social who lives matter, who hate. I don't try to because it's distracting and it's distracts from like, the things that we're supposed to be discussing. We are no longer discussing policing. We're discussing whether we think people of color um, are receiving the fair treatment when they're stopped on traffic stops. And that's not the conversation. The conversation is why do police consistently murder people of color, black people in America? What is it that's causing it? Yes, there's an element of racism, but there's a bigger element of systemic problems within policing. And that's mm -hmm. the conversation for me. Okay. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So you're saying that, um, and, and it's very interesting to hear both takes on it because if, if everybody would have seen that, a lot of the takes right now are what you're all saying kind of meet somewhere in the middle. And right. um, there's a bit of a, a centrism there, which, which I could appreciate because, as you all say, it's a lot to unpack and it it does get lost the the actual what is the actual point of the conversation and i know i know that a big a big um how to put it argument against uh black lives matter is that on uh, and the whole issue of police killing black people is that police kill a lot of people overall right and that it just happens to have a lot of a lot of black people. That is a argument that some people tend to make, right? But um, and as you said, Kelly, there is a policing problem. But I, for one, believe that that does not negate the fact that there is um a disadvantage that the the black American faces when it comes to the the policing, right? Now, um, I don't know if you would agree with that, Jason. That that black people are disadvantaged in America when it comes to the the, the police. Um, okay, so something that we all should know at this point in time is that depend that uh, the Okay, Jason, if you could just hold up for a second. Um, anybody else getting that that delay? Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. Jason, if you could just. Just um, let's just hold on for a second because you're, um... you're breaking up. You're breaking up. Okay, I'm back. Okay. All right, yeah, back now. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw the hiccup. So what right. um, okay. what I was saying was that uh, mm -hmm. everybody here, everybody who it is consumes any kind of media should know that mm -hmm. the direction that you tend to skew depends on the input that 
you get from media. All right, it's happening again, Jason. So maybe if I could um take take one or two speakers off the the, the um feed right now, maybe that might help. Yeah, yeah? maybe. Let me okay. just try. Uh, yeah, Chank Chank Shankar, let me just try you on Torrent for a second. Yeah. Just to see. Hold on, hold on, Yeah, hold on. Yeah, hold on. Okay. Yeah, talk to me for a second. Let me just see if I can sort it out there. All right. So, yeah, um, as I was saying, the direction that you tend to get information comes usually from the direction of media that you consume the information from, right? So mm -hmm. um, if it is your media tells you that uh, um, this is the perspective that you should be taking, so your media wouldn't obviously come out and say, hey, look at all the black people getting, getting um, um arrested or killed or whatever like that but they frame it in a way that uh, mm -hmm. it is they, they they frame it so that you would be able to draw a particular conclusion that they want mm -hmm. you to draw from it now um mm -hmm. i was going through a couple studies recently i did a i did a, um i did a article for a political a, a ghost, ghost written article for a political magazine i can't tell you which because uh nda or mm -hmm. whatever but um i had to go through a couple of uh political uh, papers paul side papers to put together this article and um a very interesting thing that i came across was a study that cited um a discrepancy in how um, the police dealt with minorities. Now, as I delved into the topic, I realized that uh, it was an archive paper because I couldn't find the original paper. So when I, when I dug into it, I realized that the people who published the paper retracted it because even though it was published in PNAS, right, there's a high impact. Yes, and a bit of a delay there again. Hold on there, Jason. Yeah, I waited. Yeah, yeah. Kelly, Kelly, you got a delay too, right? You got the, yeah. the okay. Yeah, yeah. Talk. Yeah. There. So, yeah. what um what came about was that the paper was retracted because uh, the methodology of study was poor, and the conclusions mm -hmm. that they draw was that uh, yes, black people were targeted more than white people, but that was mm -hmm. because what they studied was solely the interactions with minorities. Authorities and the and the police. Then study the larger the, the larger idea of uh, all the arrests that went um, with the police officers and whoever they picked up. Now, I'm not saying that there's not a disproportionate amount of black people that they chuck in the jail. I mean that 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 is that that is something that you. That's a fact, you know. It's a fact. Would see. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. Out on like the jury. We are we getting that big delay again? Yeah. So whatever so, you're saying right now, kind of not coming across. Um, just let me try and bring back on. Um, Torian, let me bring back you on, and let me. <coughs> right. Yeah. Jason, Jason's feed is giving out of trouble. I don't know if he should if he should sign out and sign back in. I probably. was going to suggest that, but when Jason, he had him on, it was working good. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know what's going on. Um yeah. yeah, so um as I was saying, the 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 paper was done and retracted because of poor methodology. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they drew a conclusion that a lot 
Jason, can, so, can you try taking off your camera for a second? And uh, maybe that might help. Let's try uh, doing the, the audio alone. Let's try doing audio alone on your end. See if you can take off the camera and let's see if that, if okay. that helps. Yeah. I'm going to try taking off the camera then. Yeah. 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 Could, like at, at, the, at the bottom of the screen, should have a stop cam, a stop cam um, function. Yeah, so. that's right. Yeah. All right. Talk there. Right. Right. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Thanks so, as I was saying. Hector. Hector. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So, as I was saying, um, the issue was that they had problems with the methodology and they started working mm -hmm. with a conclusion that they wanted to draw and made the data that they collected fit that conclusion, which is, as everybody knows, that is not how you do science, right? So um, what came about of that is that eventually you look at the other studies that, that came out of this thing, and you tend to see a disproportionate amount of African-Americans being arrested, right? That is a thing that has happened, right? Um, why that is a thing is the jury still out or not, right? It could be because of... Uh, uh, upbringing, it could be because of uh, uh, environmental factors, it could be any among any of these things, right? But uh, the interactions that police have with minorities, black people, Hispanics, Asians, those those interactions, when you look at the larger picture with all the data involved, you tend to see a systematic problem with the police dealings with people, not necessarily police dealings with just black people or just Asian people or just Latino people. Right. And like the reason why it is I tend to have a problem with uh, the whole BLM narrative is because they sell in the idea that uh, this is a problem that focuses on just one demographic, whereas it's a problem that focuses on everybody. And so focusing on one demographic, yeah. Why is that necessarily a bad thing? If if I belong a group and my group have the problem, I don't maybe it's not so bad to point out well, then, to help out my group. No? In such a case, okay. So in such a case, the it comes back to what it is. What it is you want to achieve, achieve. out of this? You want equality, or you right. want to? Yes. Or help you want to your group? Yeah, you help yourself and your group and leave everybody else behind. As Kelly rightly said, it this entire thing gets mired in identity politics, and identity politics is kind of the direction that a lot of politics skewing in these days, right? It removes the individual and it, it, it assigns you a particular thing based on the group that you're from, right? I don't agree with it personally, but like that thing, that whole thing where you identify as a member of a group, you should also see yourself as an individual and as an individual within a society. If it's a societal problem, then helping the members within your group does not necessarily help your society. Right. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Fair enough. Kelly, any thoughts on what Jason is saying there? Um, yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> I, uh, it's hard to, it's hard to, for, for people to want to refute what they see. And I agree that the media takes all these advantages of us. Victoria knows I love me my news. Um, but what we see in terms of how police treat white people versus what we see how they treat black people and not just what we see but I'm pretty sure you know you have people in your life that can explain to you how many times they've been pulled over I can tell you how many times I've been pulled over here in Toronto during the pandemic for my outdated sticker which the the, the province said it was okay because we're in a pandemic but that's beside the point it's very difficult I think, to separate those two. Now, you're right in terms of 
police killing a lot of people. Why should we care if they're killing black people? First off, why are police killing a lot of people? <laughs> that is not what we should want from our police. Their job is safety. Their job should be safety. Their job is to secure the health, the public health of people. So why are policemen, regardless if they're killing black people disproportionately, why are they killing people anyways? Like, is everybody out here a drug dealer doing dangerous, dangerous crime? Like, okay, I know we're talking to some people from Trinidad, but like, in, like, do you know <laughs> like in general space when you when you when you stop somebody over in America, are you assuming that this person is going to just pop? Like, why is that the case? Why are police doing that? And I want to be very clear here. I am not blaming police. I am looking at it from a whole system, a systematic issue. Police are trained and their KPIs are all tied to law enforcement, to enforcing the law, to writing tickets. Because in our social, in the, the way we work and the way the world works, we've been told and we've been conditioned that this is the way that we get order. And that's just not true. That, that is the way that we impose order on our citizens, but it's not the way that we get order and we have order to pull people out. So I think it's very important for us to remember that even if we're talking about policing, in what way are we talking about policing? Are we talking about policing from a vantage point of law enforcement? If that's the if that's the case, then we've already gone downhill. And we need to start looking at police as the, the keepers of safety. Because when you go to buy a house, no one is like, no real estate person is being like, and you know, the police, they're around here. That's not their selling point. They're not telling you that the police are around here all the time, so you should feel safe. Because that's not a, a factor of safety. And another point I just want to go back to is that if we're arresting Black people and we're putting them in jail more, and the question is like, oh, why is that happening? We don't know. Yes, we do know. It's called systemic racism. Systemic racism exists in all systems and all these systems are connected. So if you continually take away opportunities from people of color, if you continually redline them when they go to housing, you put them into projects, and then you then police these areas because these areas need more policing because they're more dangerous people living here because they're poor and they're impoverished, then obviously, yes, we will have more incidents of black people being arrested. We all know that that jails are also for-profit companies. They need people in the jails. And that's how they get people in jails is when they arrest them, right? That's why things like people who spend 20 or 40 years in jails because they had like two grams of marijuana of them, people lose their lives. Because this is, this is for-profit. Let's not get it twisted. And that's the difference between Black Lives Matter and like people who own prisons. Black Lives Matter is a non-for-profit organization that exists in a political space. You know, it's also a non-for-profit organization that exists in a, little, in a political space that to me has way more power than Black Lives Matter, the NRA. The NRA has been around for a long for decades and they have, they have literally had their thumb on like gun control for so long. They have, could have done so many things to improve what america is today with respect to how many guns are on the streets and they have done nothing so we have to be very careful how we look at these types of organizations yes i get it they're doing work 
they're doing very hard work. This is very emotional work. They're doing work that impacts our society. I get it. And we want to hold them to higher standards. Agreed? That's fine. But let's not remember, let's not forget that there are other organizations on the other side or in the same realm of them doing the opposite type of work. And they have political power that they use to yield for themselves. Right now, the NRA is is fielding fraud charges because they use their, their, their people's money to go and buy yachts and sit down and chill with their friends. And that's what they did with the money, right? And now they're under fraud investigation and in chapter 13. So we have to remember that at the end of the day, organizations like these are just like that. They're organizations. They have mandates. They have all these different things. And if we want to hold them to that level of standard because of the work they're doing is so personal to us, then we need to think about are we holding Amazon at that standard? Because they have all the other working issues, like issues with workers peed in bottles and all that kind of nonsense. Like we have to be very conscious about how we talk about these organizations. Because if we want to do it for one, we should probably do it for one. Fair I don't enough. even answer the question, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, if it was a little broad, the answer will respond a little broad, but it's still brought to light some points that uh, that, that that did need mentioning. And I know we boy Lessie sit so down quiet in the corner day. I know Lessie. Lessie, all right? Lessie, all right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, no, I, just, I, just, I just take it, I just take in it in the, 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 um, the, the well, different well, perspectives. Interesting. I mean, one, one, one thing I would ask though, I mean, we mentioned, um, you know, for profit and, and not for profit organizations. Um, but we also have to be careful. Uh, so let's take the Black Lives Matter movement in particular. Um, and I think uh, for some people, I want to bring back where this talk of Black Lives Matter really started. And, um, you know, it really had to do with, um, you know, the debtor Trayvon Martin. Um, uh, and when the main founder of Black Lives Matter movement, and I want to separate the two for those, those, those who don't have that clear that there's Black Lives Matter and then there's the Black Lives Matter movement. And this Black Lives Matter movement was founded by three, three ladies, uh, the principal of which is Alicia Garcia. And she would have said, coming out of the acquittal of George Zimmerman, that I continue to be surprised at how little Black Lives Matter. And I will continue that. Stop giving up on Black life, Black people. I love you. I love us. Our lives matter. Now, that is a very powerful statement that, that would have come from her that would have really been the engine for that consideration of Black Lives Matter. Um, the unfortunate thing is we have a lot of cases where um, people ride the wave of that support that will come for these organizations and then politicize it. Uh, so very soon thereafter, the Black Lives Matter movement would have become very political, where they would have, uh, in the 2016 election, um, you know, publicly endorsed Bernie Sanders. Then in the next election, they publicly endorsed Elizabeth Warren. Um, and there's also the talk, the, the founding, the, the, the actual people that found, uh, that fund, um, let me see if I get the actual name right, the... Open Society Foundation uh, that actually funds Black Lives Matter is actually run by George Soros, who is one of the biggest do donors of the Democratic Party. 
And, um, you know, in 2016, he pumped close to $33 million within this organization. And that very principal, uh, Alicia um, Garza, actually fell out with the two founders uh, in 2019. Um, I believe she's still part of the organization, but not very tightly knit with it anymore over financial impropriety. Um, uh, so you have even not-profit organizations, um, you know, finding themselves with close to above a hundred million, you know, US dollars at their, at their, you know, at, at, disposal. at, at their disposal and in a position to make real change. Um, so I do agree with where you're coming from, Kelly, in this perspective of we need to focus on how do we move forward and whether, how we're going to actually make this change and what, direction we're going to make this change in is it going to be policy is it going to be because the same chokehold that um killed george floyd is still legal in many states huh? mm -hmm. right and that's one of the things that i think um you know the black lives matter movement claims as as one of the victories that they would have made all right uh where many cities and states now from a legal perspective are starting to control that uh, the extent to which that happened, uh, I don't know. Um, they also were able to get New York to repeal law that kept police disciplinary records secret. Um, mm -hmm. So it's something that now is, is coming out there. Um, but the, the real question, I think, though, Kelly, is if, if your budget is upwards of 90 million US a year, um, and in 2021, that was actually the record of, of what the inflow of funds in Black Lives Matter movement was last year, 90 million US. Um, are those items enough or should they be doing more? In other words, is it value for money that, that people are getting? Because people, if you go on the Black Lives Matter website, people could donate because people want to support. People want to, you know, um, you know contribute to this movement. Uh, but the reality is, as with any organization, profit or non-profit, um, where the money gone? Uh, <laughs> <you know>? Gary Bank. <laughs> um, yeah, I. Here's the thing, right? I think we forget sometimes that at the end of the day, people are people, and we like money. And mm. I think those things that you highlighted are very small wins. I don't even know if they're actual wins, to be honest, um, in terms of helping Black lives. I think that they can definitely, now, as I said, the organization itself to me, and I told Tori on this yesterday when he asked me this question, I'm more so indifferent to the organization just because it's more symbolic thing than an actual, it's not actually community organization. As somebody who does a lot of time volunteering, like you tend to see much more effectiveness in these smaller homegrown community activist groups that have a dedicated mandate of programming. Even like where I sit in technology, I'm part of so many Black tech networking groups, but I always come back and I always say, where is the programming? What are we going to actually do to promote and hire more Black people in technology. Um, and I think that's what gets lost. People tend to pay for the marketing. 
and the mission and the vision. And the Democratic Party is paying into Black Lives Matter because most of the people who vote Democrat in the United States, the t- I think the top demographic is Black women. And then, like, mm-hmm. the second mm-hmm. demographic mm-hmm. is, like, men of color, but it's not Black men. It's, like, a different demographic. I think it's Latino. I'm not really sure. But so they're trying to further solidify their support within these these groups. And and this is the thing where, I don't know if you've ever heard this statement, the personal is political. And that's mm-hmm. literally what we're living in right now. So 90 mil, upwards of $90 million, where's money gone? Who knows? Who knows what they're doing with it? What? But I still come back to, are we this, are we this critical and are we this strategic at, when we look at other companies and other organizations? We, we had this ice bucket challenge for ALS. Everybody was throwing ice on the south on social media like fools and donating money. How much money did they raise from that? And what progress in ALS have we seen since then? The, like, and I think that's like really like my only issue. Like, I, I get that we should hold them accountable, but why are we doing it in this in this stage? Why are we focused on it with here? this particular group? With this particular group to this extent, when there are many different groups outside of Black Lives Matter that you can donate money to. There is, I think this week I donated money to the Black Legal Defense Fund in Canada, just because they were providing a service when Ontario came out and Doug Ford said, listen, if you, if we, if you need to carry your ID everywhere you go, there are many people who don't have homes. There are many people who have temporary homes. Black Legal Defense Fund said, we are going to write affidavits for anyone who's in a temporary home. So if you don't have ID to show that, and they need funding for that. And I was like, okay, let me donate some money. Let me donate some time if they need there. So I think as people, one, when you're going to donate, try to be smart about it would be my thing. But secondly, too, like, like I get that these organizations we need to look at what they spend money on, but we need to also look at why we're being critical about them, especially okay. in this space. Hey, hey, yeah. Um, Jason, we on there? Yeah, I believe so. Let's hear it now. Yeah, yeah, here right. now. Yeah. Okay, no. yeah, right. Good, good, good. So let me let me interject because I know I miss a lot of the discussion. Yeah, the yeah. Thing, yeah. Time, the, the, the last last thing that I heard was um the 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 discussion about systemic racism and that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um. With racism, as with a lot of different ideological things, you will find a way to look for it, right? If you look for it inside a system, you can find it any way you look for it. It's just a matter of thinking about what it is you're looking for, right? So stating that something is systematic racism means that this system is aligned against this particular race of people. And let me come back to what I said way back at the start about not being able to legislate um, racism, racism yeah. right? You remember but, 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 I said but, but, what, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by right, that? Right, right. So let me let me cover that. Like that whole thing about mm. not being able to legislate racism. You can't pass a law and then expect everybody to immediately fall in line and follow the law. They'll do it out in the open, but if it is a drive something underneath underground, it's gonna remain underground and gonna come right. back out. Is it actually right? stopping anything? It's not gonna stop anything. I mean, a good example yeah, is but, right here but, in Trinidad. But wait, a good example wait. is right here in Trinidad, right? They outlaw all these things. I mean, they outlaw going to the beach and they outlaw going and buying food. And if it is you want, you could call out doubles man, lame drop food home for you, right? That's stopping nothing, mm-hmm. right? As much as you could want to legislate as uh, 
anything. You could you could want to legislate anything you want. Fine, you could pass the laws and all that. But when you do that, you don't stop people from thinking and doing these things in private. You do it in public. And eventually what's, what starts to happen is that you'll start saying, okay, well, then if we can't stop them from doing it in private, we need to mind the business, right? And there is where it is you're going to enter into a very questionable situation of monitoring the population, right? So, yeah, so, yeah, it's, so it, I mean... It is a it is a slippery slope argument. Let me, right? let me just... so 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 let me ask let me ask this question then. Uh-huh, um, okay. Is it is it Jason that you're saying that systematic racism is not real as in it it doesn't actually happen? I think that you could find systematic racism if you look for it. And let me that is that is all I'm saying. If you could find systematic racism if you look for it, that, I could find systematic racism if I look for it. Right? Yeah, well, but, yeah. It, it all comes down to how it is the individual sees what they want to see. And it's, it, if it is you are aligned in a particular political direction, then you will see what it is you want to see in that political direction. But, right? but, let, me, okay. but, let, me, so, but let me come back. Hold up. Hold on. Just, uh-huh. just sec, one second. So you said something about, okay, so we can't legislate racism, right? Okay. And that's how if um, people, you know, people will always do things because you can't, you can't stop um, people from feeling certain things, people from that if, if something is a reality that there that there is okay, so racism exists, right? We agree right. on that. We agree right? on that, yes. And we we cannot um but through means of you know legislation and, and limiting certain things, we can't really get rid of racism overnight. But then then why do we legislate anything then? Why do we ha- why do we have laws at all? Why do we have laws? Why why is there a law? Why is there a law against pissing in public? Why is there a law against against kill, killing your neighbor, what, what, why do we have the law then? Because people want to kill her. I mean, it have men want to kill me right now, I'm sure. But they ain't killing me right now. So because, because there's, there's repercussions for that. And my, um, my, my question to you is then with that argument you're making about, well, it, it, um, it, you can't stop it overnight or it, it, it will always happen. What, why does that mean that we can't legislate against it? I, and I never said you can't legislate against it. I tell you can legislate wherever you want. It's just not going to help the problem. Right, but how is it, how is it right. not going to help the problem? Because you, as you as you just said, it doesn't matter if they it. do it in public. You can't enforce it. You can't enforce it in private. Because when you start, when you the problem is not that you can't legislate in Okota. The problem uh-huh. is that you can legislate whatever you want. You just have no way to enforce it, right? In private, you cannot enforce anything that people do in private, right? Right. And, okay, so that's a whole different okay. discussion. Let me go there. Right, because no, we're going to take up a whole, a, whole, a, whole, a whole different discussion. Not um, really, not really. What I'm please, saying is, what please, I'm saying, hold on. Privacy, besides, yeah, but oh, besides, yeah. Pri- besides privacy, right. besides yeah. privacy, right? We have to understand that people are biased. Yes, people are racist. People never going to not be racist. That's like how people never going to agree on everything. Right. The world, the world will never be in, in 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 the harmony and utopia that we see in 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 certain movies or whatever. Right, like you know, in these. You know these 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 fantas- phantasmagoric places and thing, but at the end of the day, I think that um it, it's it's strange to think that because people think certain things in private and because they will feel those things, it makes no sense. They could never they could because they could never stop. Like like I find that way to say we can never. It makes no sense. Okay, it so no sense. it's a it, it's a very okay. So it's a it, it's a uh, a difficult thing to get across to somebody when you're thinking along those lines because when you're thinking along those lines, you start thinking, okay, well then we should enforce, we should put these laws in place because it'll stop people from doing these things and and in public right. now, okay, right? Okay, Normalizing okay. these things, right? All right, let me so ask you this. I think Daisy. Let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Let me ask you this. What what? Yeah. Give me an example of a law 
that has to do with racism that does not make sense or or, or whatever like or something like that like what 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 do you think is something that shows that you can't legislate like what like it is a big Okay. Face to that, like, you okay, know? okay. Is 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 okay. There's no specific law that I can highlight, obviously, because there's no specific law that deals with racism, right? There's laws that say mm -hmm. that you can't discriminate based on someone's race, right? Mm -hmm. That is well, all well and good. You can't do that, right? But mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. if it is you're looking at that perspective, right? Then uh, let's say you outlaw stuff like, uh, okay, a perfect example: Germany outlawed neo-Nazi. Um, memorabilia. You can represent neo-Nazi yeah. memorabilia. You can put it on flags. You can. They, they had to even change Wolfenstein because Wolfenstein could not have Nazi um, symbology inside the game, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So those things are in Nazi Germany, and yet there are still places in Berlin that black people can't go, right? And mm -hmm. if and how many years? How many years? How many generations that has been in place? And what has it changed? I mean, it has, it has changed a lot. No, it, it hasn't because there are still places where you can go. No, yes, but just, well, just yeah, because so, just because there are places you cannot go does not mean that eliminating neo-Nazi normalcy in Germany has not changed anything, but yeah, that is no, 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 a particular situation where laws were passed Correct. and it didn't uh -huh. make a difference, right? But how did it not make a difference? It because makes a difference because no, no, once no, no, you lessen, no, no, once you lessen the amount of neo-Nazism, you are making progress. And that has lessened. It is neo-Nazism like Nazism is not as big as it was in Germany because it's not as normalized. Okay, and okay. So, okay, hold so on, hold it on, has hold made on. a difference. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We, you're, you're arguing this in... Bubble. It's not a bubble. It stems from the previous point that I made, where if it is you introduce these laws, then there's no way you could stamp out this thing years down the road. And I mean, this is that's what I mean by legislating right, morality. Right. You can't stamp it out. I you agree. can't stamp it out, right? And you can't stamp it, it out. If it is you try to legislate morality, where do you stop? Mm -hmm. I mean, at what point? Can, because I mean, all of us were around in, in in the 80s and 90s when it is you had the moral panic with already 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 people trying to ban this and ban that because of uh, Satanism and all whatever whatever right. The only difference now is that the is, is that the um the the, the 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 religion has changed. I mean, it's no longer a religion; it's ideology. Yeah, was that Satanism? No, no, no. As in the the perspective of an individual now. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So back in the day, the whole the whole panic business and all those kinds of things about um um what what, what they wanted to ban because of moral reasons. Right. Mm -hmm. The same thing. If this you come back to if you come back to this thing, is a discussion about you want to ban this and you want to ban that. But that's not how you stamp out bad ideas. You do stamp out bad ideas by banning them. In fact, if you ban bad ideas, you drive them underground and they come back out later. I mean, we see how much neo-Nazism has surged in the US over the last 10 years because of this, this thing, right? And I would I would contend that it's because they try to legislate the fact that you can't be racist. And because of that, they drive the ideology underground. People have all their, 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 um, their, their, their SS boards on, on the dark web and all those kinds of things. And now they come mm -hmm. out because they had a pre their president that could have support them, right? right that right. there's a problem, right? And I see right. the more that you drive those things underground, the more you create the problem now you exacerbate the problem and the polarization between the political right. left and right just making the problem worse 
All right. I, I understand what you're saying there, but you can't really stamp it out. So I, I agree with that. And and yeah, well, what you're saying there is true. This would have been exacerbated recently too with um with all the, with the whole Trump thing, the, yeah. The Trump thing and all of that and all that. But I, I, I still think that that there is like okay, like you say, and you also talked about, you know, that we can't um like where do we stop with the moral thing? So I think that there I I just think that there is an area where we could all agree that okay, these things um are not like okay, I know at, at a certain point in time there was this discussion we had and well people are having about if people want to really speak about something, anything at all, they should be given that platform for it. And I actually believe that yes, I understand where that's coming from, but I also believe that it, there there will come a time and a and a point where you'll have to tell people you, you can't get okay, go. Okay. okay, go past for certain okay. things. I, I, I no. think that. Okay, okay. So I understand, I understand and I agree with that perspective. Mm -hmm. But um, let me look at it from a different a different direction. You can tell, let's let's take for example the equal opportunities act and share that. You could mm -hmm. tell uh, our employer, you need if it is somebody is qualified, you need to hire them, right? If they are qualified, then they should be hired. But that doesn't make any difference to whether it is your hiring manager is racist or yeah. sexist or ideologist. If it is they want to find a problem, they'll find a problem, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's the same thing, like you can legislate as much as you want to legislate. Laws stop people from doing things, mm -hmm. right? But mm -hmm. if it is you start stopping people but from doing it's things, important in certain yeah, yeah. cases. Yeah, yeah. In some in some cases, yeah, but it does stop people from thinking differently. And if it is you want mm -hmm. to change if you want to change society, you can't mm -hmm. legislate the morality to change society. It's not gonna change it. It's just gonna mm -hmm. create just gonna create factions that that are gonna become worse over time. Okay. So you think that we could just talk it out? I believe that talking it out should be where things are that start, but yeah. it all comes back to whether people would talk. Because you remember earlier we were talking about how the ideological differences make it difficult for people to come to our middle ground, yeah, right? So definitely. So so this polarization is eating that killing everything now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, that's true because it, it it is an you, you, the regressive left and the extreme right. You know, it's just it's just two sides of the same of, coin. Of, yeah, <laughs> of madness. Yeah, Shankari, I wanted to say something at a point. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so um, I actually want to support uh, what Jason is saying uh, in the context of um, laws on the enforcement of laws. I noticed one of the comments in the uh, that that we got there. A guy was saying, you know, this this law about peeing on a wall and that kind of thing. And to illustrate how you know you could have a law against peeing on a wall in Trinidad, but I'm not going to stop. That's not stop <laughs> However, that law in Singapore, you could get. Nobody, nobody chewing chewing gum in Singapore. Nobody peeing on no wall in Singapore. <laughs> You're gonna have again. Correct, right? So but that has to do with well, not only cultural but also a system of governance, yeah. right? And their system of governance is very, um, you know, uh, it it seems democratic, but it is much more authoritarian um, than anything we, we've ever experienced in the in in the Caribbean. So um, to me, his, his, his point is, is correct in the sense that we cannot use laws as a, a, a sort of whitewash approach that just bring a law and it's going to solve the problem. Um, but however, I will stop short of um, saying that it will solve nothing. Um, I do think that it does act as, as, as a mitigating factor. Um, but before we get into... Um, 
you know, how we move towards uh, solutions. Because to me, laws are the beginning of the start of a conversation towards solving problems. But I want to bring it back to um, the issue of systemic racism, because that underpins one of the main reasons why people say Black Lives Matter. And the whole concept of whether do Black lives really matter has to do with whether Black lives are under threat or not. And the issue of whether Black lives are under threat or not has to do with this whole concept of systemic racism and whether systemic racism actually exists or not. Now, I remember earlier on you were mentioning, uh, Jason, that um, you, know, you didn't agree with the All Lives Matter movement either. Um, and that to me is, is All Lives Matter uh, is a big proponent of that fact, that systemic racism don't really matter, so it's a matter of just judging people based on merit. Um, you shouldn't have uh, a certain amount of minority quotas in universities and that kind of thing, which really continues that, that, that propaganda of systemic racism isn't something that needs to be treated with. So before I go into explaining the concept of systemic racism and why I believe it is a problem, uh, tell me a little bit about why you disagree with the All Lives Matter movement. Because I see it as a, as a uh, how to put it, um, a arbitrary counter movement to Black Lives Matter. It doesn't really stand for anything except for the fact that it stands against Black Lives Matter. So it doesn't really, it doesn't really, represent anything aside from the fact that it represents an, a, a, a counter to counter. Black Lives Matter. And yeah. that is not an ideology. That is nothing to believe in. That doesn't make any sense. That just basically says, well, I don't, I don't agree with your point of view for reasons, but it will say what the reasons are. Right? And to me, that don't make any sense. Right? Now, mm. coming back to the whole idea of systemic racism. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Fine. Let's assume for a minute that systemic racism does exist. Right? So well, I'm, we yeah, assuming I, I right. can tell you it's not okay, part, okay, the, okay. So you 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 agree that systemic racism exists, right? I disagree that systemic racism exists in okay. in, a, in a in a in a in an overall sense of things, and the reason why is if it is you have to look at systemic racism, then you would have to understand the entire system from top to bottom. You'd have to know the ins and the outs of the entire system. And I'm pretty sure that uh, nobody could tell you what the system does work, how the system does work. Because uh, even people who are in the system, people who run the system don't understand how the system does work, like from top to bottom. And like, uh, it doesn't wait, matter. Wait, 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 what do you mean by that? Okay, so... Um, Let's let's look let's look at the let's look at the 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 no, like no like no, like, 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 like generally like generally um oh, okay okay yeah go ahead, go ahead yeah go yeah ahead, yeah, yeah. look at the education system right yeah um you can institute your quotas and whatever right but when you institute your quotas there's no telling whether it is instituting the quotas would be um instituting the quotas would make a change to your system on the whole right there's no way to tell whether an input would have the desired output right. And the only way that you could tell if an input will have the desired output is if you understand the system completely. Now, um, I see it from a perspective of somebody who writes about see, artificial intelligence. Sorry, there, Jason. Just say it one more time with the last sentence. Just say because I was kind of multitasking on the, on the back. Okay. Um, what I said was that uh, the only way you could be fully, fully cognizant of a system is if it is you can have an input and be able to tell what the output from that input is. Right? Now, 
even if it is you could do that that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you understand how the system does function on the inside right because as i was as I was just going into the saga was going into i do a lot of writing about tech such as artificial intelligence and machine learning and those kinds of things and i could tell you that professionally most of the people who doing these things do understand what is happening inside the system right you have a input you have a output you want to get from your input to your output how it gets from the input to the output is all up to the system right that is why artificial intelligence is such a scary thing for people even people with this know what they're doing because they do understand the system and complex systems like societies like economies like education systems there's no way there's no way that you could say for sure what you put in to what you get out you you don't even know what you're going to get out all you could do is it's 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 kind of like when you think about from a governmental system governments can't actively okay well they could they could actively manipulate a system but when they start doing that as a government becomes more manipulative of a system the system starts to break down because they start interfering in things that previously were working but now no longer work because the government believes that they think this is how the system should work right and it's a similar thing right. it doesn't matter what system it is systems right. are the same so you were so, saying that so you were saying that this is, this is no one can really understand the system and is going to move on from there right, to say what right so from so, there if it is you can't understand the system then you can't make the statement that systematic racism exists because at that point in time you are assuming that you understand the system from top to bottom to make that statement yeah but but i right. i find from the from the from the from the rundown you just gave you make the system into a big pine this guy thing that it's not it, it isn't though there's a lot of things in the system that work and and and, and function in a very pragmatic way you know what i mean like there is the i say yes the overall system because i mean everything in life you know there's a lot of risk and chance and you know a gamble here a gamble there at the end of the day you know you can it humans humans are not like i i like i would say that how the the people here say running these systems with the inputs and outputs they are they, they're better off because at the end of the day it's still the limits on that they make from 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 ground up you know if you build like a computer or whatever it is right what i'm saying like you know at the when it comes to humans you know we're still trying to figure out what's the purpose of life and all this kind of jazz so it will have things that that you know will be you know up in the air but the system itself that we live in which is very rigid in a lot of ways is not a pine this guy thing that we just can't understand so how we could say that systemic racism i find that kind of weird now to say i no, okay no, but, well, but, but, let me, but, let me, but, but, let me... Yeah, but but let me just let me just um yeah. so uh, what 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 Jason is saying, Cutter, um, mm-hmm. is that it has to do with how artificial intelligence and these complex systems are designed. Mm-hmm. That it is unlikely that uh, a system like that will 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 be designed in a systematic way, such that it enforces racial biases that would have exist, which is the perception that we have on the outside. Um, and, right. and I do that, understand where he's about, coming from with right, that, but, but I will still right. say I will still say though. Um, that, uh, but before, let me go, before I go, I tell you with a lot of, a lot let, of, let me just, <laughs> what, what is your perspective? But let, but before let Kelly me come in, let me, let me just something clear. You're trying to say that, with the, but what the AI had to do with the system, we talked right, about. Right, so but, I am, I am no. trying to represent the analog. They're an example. Okay, yeah, yeah, example. An example. example. Yeah, yeah, but, analog, uh, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Let's make sure it was that, because it, because mm. I don't see the system we live in as an AI. Um, yeah, yeah, Kelly. Was the question? <laughs> what, so, you, what so, are you on your mind? What's on your mind? Uh, yeah. Okay, so many things. I'll try mm. to be as distinct and direct as I can. Firstly, um, we need to be very conscious of the ways that we think of things. I just want to tap back a little bit. Sorry, I know we moved on, mm. but when we talk about legislation, legislation is not just to stop people from doing things. There are many different 
out outputs, as you say, from legislation. And one of them is to, to reset social norms. Being a racist is not acceptable. <laughs> like Whether you want to do it in private or in public, it is not acceptable. And the problem is, is that people exist everywhere. So if you're racist at home, we have to trust that you're not going to be racist at work when you're hiring people. And that's the problem. So putting but, laws in place to ensure that companies or different people don't let those feelings, I guess, and those ideas, if you want to classify them as that, seep into their and seep into their decisions when it comes to like people's lives and economy and jobs and things like that. That's why legislation exists. Legislation also exists to remove inherent barriers that specifically target certain groups of people. Sometimes they're people of color, sometimes they're women, sometimes they're LGBTQ folks. It may, if you, and this leads into my second point, this system didn't just appear, someone made it. Someone in colonial times, a group of lovely white men, I guess, sat at a table and, and drew laws and made systems and all these lovely things. Here's the problem with that. There is a clear, you, you have these blind sides. Some of them are inherent, some of them are purposeful, and some of them are not. The problem is that if the person who made the system or the people that made the system didn't take into consideration, this might really, this might affect this group differently. This might affect that group differently. We have problems and that's where systemic racism or discrimination exists. Now, you can't, I agree, you can't understand complex systems from top to bottom, but that's why like different people have different roles in the system, right? There is jobs to keep it going. There are jobs to ensure that there's continuous improvement. We can't, I, I never understand why when we talk about racism, we make it in this big, huge problem that we must attack all together at one. And if we can't attack it all together at one, we just, we just can't do it. No, that's not realistic. You have to look at this, the different parts in which it exists and in which it directly affects people. I'll give you a very simple example that I, that I, I, I experienced a few days, a few weeks ago. I'm looking to adopt a, a puppy. I want to adopt a dog. Nice. I thought this was going to be real easy. I go, I fill out the form, I adopt a dog. I <laughs> went to fill out a few forms and one of the adoption agencies told me that I had to feed my dog organic food. That's part of the contract. Now, for those who live in Trinidad, adopting a dog is like $2,000, $3,000. So I thought that was interesting. And I was like, so what about people who live in food desert? What is a food desert? A food desert is an area, normally a black and brown neighborhood, where the access to organic food is, they have to drive 30 minutes versus in whiter neighborhoods where they have whole foods and things down the street. So it's readily accessible. So there's a systemic racism in right now called food insecurity that exists in Toronto. And the person on the line that I was talking to, the CEO of the company that it just so happened to me, didn't recognize that th they are thinking in terms of having a good experience for a dog, but not realizing that their policy of asking people to only feed that dog organic food inherently separated the types of people that can own dogs and 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 leveraged from a system that is that is racist that that 
prevent people of color from getting good sources of food and to afford good sources of food as well. And that's, that's the issue, right? And the really, I don't know, the important thing that we all have to keep in mind is that it is a big question. It is a big list. I understand it. But if we keep thinking in the lenses, if we keep taking in consideration when we create a policy or when we become a manager and we do things or we hire somebody, is this, is what I'm doing going to affect somebody else? If we keep that type of mind frame, then yes, we can do what we need to do to combat racism in systems. But if we look at it as this big problem that, oh my God, it's so huge, like why should we even bother? Then we will never improve. We will never go anywhere. And the people that, you know, benefit from the systems that we have now will continue to benefit from them. And they don't need to make any noise because they're fine, because they're perfect, right? So that's like my thoughts on it. Systemic racism is not an idea. It exists, but it's not just racism. It's discrimination of all sorts that exist in systems that we use today. These barriers and these obstacles that prevent people of certain groups from advancing or allow people of other groups to advance. That's what it is. Okay, but okay, so let me let me try back in then, right? This is this makes sense from your perspective. I understand your perspective. I understand the idea behind food insecurity and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, the thing is, if it is you start introducing things like you were saying, how it is we were looking at a complex system, right? Society is a complex system, right? Mm-hmm. Things like police services are complex systems. Members of the police service can't tell you how the how the police service functions from the bottom to the top. Right? We know we. If it is that is the case, and if if let's say systemic racism exists, I know you believe that systemic racism exists. Fine, right? Um, you have to figure out now if systemic racism exists. If you if you see that systemic racism exists, how are you going to correct the problem, right? And by cor- to correct the problem in such a case, you have to do something proactive, right? Which means that you have to start introducing more legislation, more laws, more 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 things to control how it is the system functions. And there are multiple multiple um, there are multiple different examples across all uh, human uh, across all our human society where when people start doing things to make change they usually cause something that they don't expect to come out of what they would what they were what they intended um in this in this um this this situation one of the best examples that i use in this case is um the the cobra problem that um there was in a city in india can't remember which city it is right now I believe it's Delhi, right? So um, when the Raj, the, the British, ruled India, they realized that there were tons of snakes in the streets and everything, right? So they decided to control this problem with snakes. They would start paying people for the pelts of these snakes. And every, every snake that you kill, you get paid for it. Now, over time, the governor realized that how he wasn't seeing any snakes on the streets anymore. Yet every month, these fellas come in with all kind of 30, 40 snakeskin to collect. What happens is that those guys started to realize they could make easy money by raising the snakes, killing them and selling the skins, right? So the government realized they can't do that anymore. They stop it immediately. Active immediately, they're no longer paying for snakeskins. So these fellas who raise all these snakes, have no reason to keep them inside the house anymore, let them go. And now Delhi snake problem is one of the biggest problems that they have in the city to this day, 
right? And that's that's what I mean. Now, if you start introducing something to fix this and something to fix that, you start introducing more problems into a complex system because there's no way you can understand complex system, right? Whether that complex system is a police service or whatever. Now, I noticed that there was a comment that said you should start from when it is you're taking people into the police service, right? You should see like okay. to me that sort would be where you're starting. To me, that would be how it is you're fixing the problem. You're fixing right. the problem by starting, I by streamlining the people that getting into the system. But right? you, can't you pass a law to help that though? No. If you pass a law to help that, what it is you're actually helping? No, well, as you say, you, you, the comment, if I remember correctly, if we talk about the same comment, I should uh -huh. start with that. Yeah. Uh, and it, it might be a law, it might be, it might be a, okay, so in terms of... Um, hold on, Nicola, I mean, hold, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. <laughs> so the comment was... Um, does it's the not, service yeah. reflect the communities? That's the comment you're referring to? No, no, no. I don't no, comment you're Okay, Narad. Yeah, well, yeah, was Narad what I was talking about, correct. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. And, 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 and I agree. I, I agree there, Cherry. It's it, it's a matter of, I think, understanding the many hundreds of uh, different, what you would call, opportunities. Um to basically right the wrong that that brought us to this stage now where we're asking the question uh, of do Black Lives Matter? Because the reality is that we didn't just get here, you know, overnight. It, it took centuries to get to this point. And the fact that we're at this point is a very sad uh, reality and that, you know, you have many organizations coming up where, you know, they, they, you know, perpetuating that, you know, they come in to solve the problem. But there are simple things that I think uh, could be done in order to treat with it. Now, one of the things that, that Narad mentioned is uh, in terms of improving the quality of training of police officers mm -hmm. so that the standard of policing is actually better. Um, you know, but there's also something called gaming the system, Cherry. And I mean, you're in AI, so you would know about that as well, too. Right. Where no matter what law you bring in, um, no matter what policy is brought in from an organizational standpoint, it will speak to inputs and outputs on certain key performance indices. But the problem is once you set a, a measurable number to those indices, people then by nature start to figure out how to what they call game the system. So the example that you gave about the Cobras is a perfect example of that. So they pay you based on uh, the number of snakes. So they now come up with a system to subvert that. Correct. But it doesn't. But one thing I would say is that it doesn't mean that progress didn't happen. In that you do something to try and arrest the situation. Because we're human, we're not going to come up with a perfect solution on the first shot. So, so let me bring it back to the example I was making earlier, where. Um, you know, one of the things that Black Lives Matter claim to have uh, accomplished was, uh, let me get, them. so this is the, no, this is the one where New York, where they got New York law, uh, lawmakers to repeal a law that kept police disciplinary records secret. So let me, let me bring that to the Jer Derek Chauvin case. Um, so what, what they were saying is that Derek Chauvin actually uh, was on 18 counts of disciplinary action was, was, was brought against Derek Chauvin before he actually knelt on, on George Floyd's neck. But no one could have gotten access to that information because the laws didn't allow it. Um, 
But then you also have a situation where I, I'm not sure if people are aware that, you know, laws, you also can't put 100% faith in the judicial system as well. Correct. So we feel we feel very happy now that, you know, um, even Oprah had tweeted on the day when the Derek Chauvin, um, you know, uh, position was made public uh, because she was saying when she got up in the morning, even she didn't believe that it was going to happen. Everyone saw it. Everyone saw the videos, but everyone still didn't believe he would have been proven guilty. Um, but he was proven guilty. But yet, on May the 4th, which is, what, two days ago, guys, um, Derek Chauvin's lawyer filed for an appeal. And that appeal, a lot of people saying, is actually getting traction. Because what his lawyers are saying is that uh, the judge on, on that case actually denied his constitutional right uh, to have his case heard in a different uh, location. Um, and what they're using against uh, the, the fact that that location was very biased is a picture of one of the jurors that actually showed that he had Black Lives Matter before um, the, the, the case was actually heard. So the question is whether, you know, he did get an opportunity to have a free and fair trial. So it's a very complex matter, but I just gave two very different examples that will yield very different outcomes. Um, so bringing it back to uh, the conversation of, um, you know, the, the case of whether laws will make a difference or not, a, a positive difference or not, I believe there are some cases that I think uh, laws will make um, uh, a valuable contribution but I do agree, though, Cherry, that, that I think we also have to look at it in the context of admitting that it is a very complex problem that is not easy to solve. And that I think it's something that we need to take bite-sized pieces where we can and address those matters where it comes up. Um, and, and, and that is how we're able to then carry the conversation from do Black Lives Matter? Because since 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 2015 or 2014, when this first hashtag that, that Alicia Garcia made, um, you know, we haven't moved on from then. We're still talking, guys, I mean, do Black Lives really matter? We haven't moved on from there. So the question is, so let me put this question to both panelists and, and let's hear, let's hear our, 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 the responses. Starting with Jason, do Black Lives Matter? Of course they matter. Human lives matter. Everybody lives matter. No, Nobody no, 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 no. I, I, right? I, I didn't ask if human lives matter. <laughs> human lives matter is carrying the discussion towards uh, right, so, some people behind the all okay, I, I so, said, do black lives matter? Do, do, right. do you think that black lives have been, uh, you know, under threat over the past couple of centuries? And that it's what we see now is a culmination of uh, though those lives being under threat that bring us to the point now where someone had to ask the question, uh, as Alicia Garcia said, I continue to be surprised at how little Black Lives Matter. We are sitting in a unique and, and place. To be, and, to be fair, and to be fair to you, Jason, I mean, and, and, and to Kelly, I want to be, be fair. I mean, we, it's something that we hope to address in a few episodes. It's not something that's going to just be dealt with in this. It's a very complex answer, right? So I just want to say that. Okay. So 
Do Black Lives Matter? Yes. Mm -hmm. That there's a simple answer to a straightforward question. What, what, do why would you say? Yes. Why you would say Black Lives Matter? Why would I say Black Lives Matter? Because you tell me I have to say, okay, so I would say that Black Lives Matter because Black lives are not just the color of the skin of the person, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that there is the crux of the matter. Saying that mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter yeah. states that uh, the life of the person is tied to the color of the person's skin. And is that not racist? Inherently, that statement is a racist statement. Do Black Lives Matter? Yes, they do. But the, the life doesn't matter because they're Black. Right? Black lives matter because the person is an individual. The human behind this color, whatever color it is, if it's, black, if it's, if it's a black person, that person's life matters. If it's a brown person, that person's life matters. Right? And it might give me some hate, but even if it's a white person, that person's life matters. Right? At the end of the day, an individual is an individual. You can't put them in a group and say, hey, because you black, you, you use this set of people. Right, because that is what gets us in this problem in the first place. The fact that people put in, people put in, people in these these boxes, these identities, and then stating that okay, well, because of all this going on here, is 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 because your people or my people is to blame or these people is to blame. It's not like that. It's it's you have to like just just as you say, it's a complex question with a complex answer. You can't take all these people, lump them together and say, this represents all these people. Because uh, it doesn't. It doesn't represent all these people. It represents individuals within a particular collective. And the debate should not be about whether, with, uh, if the debate is Black Lives Matter, then Black Lives Matter. But Black Lives Matter only because the Black individual is a human being. And a human being has inherent rights and privileges granted to them because they are a human being, right? Now, is a, do you see the, the statement, Black Lives Matter, like you were saying it was before, it's racially charged, is a racially charged statement. The reason why it's racially charged is because you put black in front of lives matter, right? If you put Asians in front of lives matter, and in front of lives matter, it would be just as racially charged, right? The issue is not whether the person black or not. The issue is whether the person life matter, right? The black mm -hmm. is irrelevant, in my opinion. Right, and that is probably the one. That is probably the thing that underlines my problem with the Black Lives Matter movement because it leaves out people. If you want to be inclusive, you can't leave out people, right? So what it is you really want? You want you want people to to to, to show that their lives matter, or you want this particular set of people to show that their lives matter? You want society to show that these people in particular lives matter, right? And I mean, if it is that is your position, then that is fine, but. Uh, the the thing is that if it is your promoter, if it is your 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 selling this idea that this particular group of people lives matter, then you don't want to you don't you don't want to bring everybody else under the same banner, right? Mm -hmm. So it's inherently exclusive, right? And by yes. being inherently exclusive, does it not therefore become racist? Because then it only encompasses one race; it doesn't encompass everybody. So you can't be yeah. you can't be looking for equality on one side and then saying Black Lives Matter on the other side. You had to pick a side, dog. Right, right. I, 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 I mean, I, I, and that's what I wanted to get 
to get cherry i think that's that's a very valuable contribution that you make there i mean it's something that at the end of the day i think if if you look at the five people in the heights room today is five people with very different backgrounds and understandings of the concept and and one of the things that uh myself and co-hosts had realized is that this was a very nuclear and very complex subject that we wanted to bring in the heights heights room to give everyone a slightly better understanding of how complex it actually is and you are right jason i mean from from what you're coming from there is a that different perspective where all right you know, from um, Kelly now. yeah so let's yeah. Let, mm-hmm. we're getting out of time here uh yeah i'll keep it as short as i can um i think black lives should matter but they don't <laughs> like the fact that we are here debating it is evidence that they do not black people live in fear they live in anxiety every day not just in the states here in canada all over the world the strive for equality and equity again it can't like we keep thinking of this as as if we want to be inclusive we need to include everybody So when we say Black Lives Matter, we can't say that. We need to be more inclusive. When we say Me Too, we can't can't say that. What about the men? When we say Stop Asian Hate, which is the same thing as Black Lives Matter, we're all talking to one specific thing. It's that white supremacy exists today and it is not acceptable for it to exist because it exists in ways that affect people's lives. And that is the problem. Black Lives right now, today in 2021, they are not treated as we are not treated on the same level as people we should have inherent rights i agree with 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 jason we should have the same rights as everybody else because we are human but the fact is is that we don't because we are treated differently and like i like i see it everywhere and and i see it in everything that i do when i see how much people of color how much women how much lbgtq people have to struggle and fight and plan and strategize to make simple changes in their lives whereas people who sit in privilege don't don't do that they have a certain level of luxury so we need to remember that these activist groups are specific because there is a specific problem plaguing these groups and the fact that we have to ask that question, the fact that we have this movement, the fact that we have this conversation, the fact that we continue to see whether it's not it's small or what, we continue to see violent killings of people on the television that are Black when they are stopped for a traffic stop means that we have a very big problem and that our lives are not seen at the same level of equality as everybody else's life. And it should. We should matter. And that, that's the goal, the f- to make us matter. But that's not what we experience. Thank you very much, Kelly. So, I mean, we'll, we, we'll, we're wrapping up soon, but I want, I want to just um, touch on something. So, Jason, mm-hmm. don't you find that a lot of the things that you said um, just now in your wrap-up um, are in terms of, you know, human beings um, and so on, Mm-hmm. The individual, everybody mm-hmm. matters. It that doesn't isn't that a lot of what people who who come up the thing you criticize all lives matter, right? But isn't a lot of that um used by all lives matter people like mm-hmm. what you're saying there in a way? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not now I don't negate what you're no. saying. 
no, no, right? no, no, no. Okay, okay. But, so, but, Lamar, but isn't Lamar. that isn't that what they what they use? And 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 furthermore, before before you start, uh-huh. isn't the fact that um that we that you know bl- this the Black Lives Matter as a because to me Black Lives Matter is more than just the Black Lives Matter global movement. Black Lives Matter is a concept. It is a a, a, a movement that goes beyond just that one um, organization, right? And what, what I think is that Black Lives Matter comes within a context of something. Yes, Black Lives Matter, you see that the black, in putting the word black, we have now limited who matters. But isn't Black Lives Matter an answer to the gross problem, which we all um, admitted in the beginning of this episode, that there's a problem that exists? And we all admitted that there is a disproportionate um, reality and the fact that Black Lives Matter exists is because Black Lives Matter exists because of this disproportionate reality. And just like the fact that George Floyd has been elevated to people say, oh, God, George Floyd was this and that and the other. How could we have George Floyd picture all over the place? He was a man who used to rob and kill. And, da, da, da. and I'm like, yeah, but George Floyd never wanted that. George Floyd was killed by police. And if they didn't kill him, it would have never have this his face all over the place. No one is so we would never have Black Lives Matter as a as a movement and as a concept if it wasn't for the context in which we are speaking about this. So when so when Shankara asked the question Black Lives Matter, he's not asking if Black Lives Matter question mark as if it is like you know do Black Lives Matter do Black people matter? It's like do, do Black Lives Matter in the face of this disproportionate reality that we are facing is this disproportionate reality something worth paying attention to and move having movements and having protests and things about. So yeah, take it from there. Right. So first things first, the all lives matter thing that you're drawing parallels to. You ever discuss this thing with all lives matter person? You ever sit down and talk to them about it? Yeah, all lives yeah, matter person. Yeah, somebody who just holds this point of view. If I said I'm gonna have a deep discussion with them, you understand Kelly what their yes. point of views are? Kelly, yes. They, yeah. they, 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 Kelly, they, Kelly, then I, I, I don't really talk to anybody from pers- any matter. They, 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 their perspective is very shallow. Their perspective doesn't take into account people. Their perspective takes into account the fact that they are against the entire Black Lives Matter movement. Right, right. right. It's, but, but it's not that it's, 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 it's not about presenting an alternative to. A Black Lives Matter movement. It's just saying that okay, I don't believe it here, and this re- and and for reasons. Okay, you have I no particular reason. I understand. Right? They just all lives matter. People just hate Black Lives Matter. However, however, uh-huh. there are a lot of people who genuinely not understanding the context because there are a lot of good people who would be like, um, and they might be misinformed or underinformed or whatever. Who would because of their lack of understanding the context they would say something like black lives matter brown lives matter all lives matter we matter like you know they would say that not realizing that what they're saying would be so what i'm trying to say is that how it all comes back to context you know they might not have understood what is like the 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 nature of the um of dissenting from black lives like all lives matter as you say is people who hate black lives matter right so a person who is one love and saying everybody should matter humans should matter animals everybody is like you know one love rastafari whatever whatever you know whatever it be um that that concept would sometimes fly you know context context my main thing is context everybody i understand where you're coming from right Mm -hmm. but like it let's Let's go back all the way back when we were talking about polarization and lack of discussion. Lack of discussion could have solved this whole problem. 
lack of discussion would I be able to help people understand the perspective of each individual, right? In which case, you'll be able to tell immediately what the difference between a person who is uh, who is against Black Lives Matter because they don't like Black Lives Matter, as opposed to a person who is a who is all for everybody being included in an equality movement, right? Okay, so. That's a, that's a issue that you can't deal with unless it is you sit down and you talk to somebody on the other side of the, uh, on the, other side of the spectrum. Or you sit down and listen to both sides, right? Now, going forward from that, um, what it is you mentioned after that was, remind me. What's that? Say that again? You wanted, you wanted to, um, you were asking me two questions. That was one. What was the second well, one? Well, I was, I, I, was, I was saying that overall, my, it was a lot of things I was trying to touch on in one, and the main thing I was trying to say is context now, Jason. Like, isn't Black Lives Matter oh, a, right. question, yes, yes. a question that depends on context? And like right. the way so, you answered it, it, it kind of shuns the, con the context. Right. So again, context. The mm -hmm. context of Black Lives Matter is done, is seen from a North American perspective. You agree or you don't agree? But Black Lives Matter is based on a North American situation. Right, it's based on a North American situation. So if you look at context, context right? Mm -hmm. It's a North American situation. Statistics that are gathered and are used are basically in United States, Canada. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you start definitely. if you start going to definitely. other parts of the world, right? Yeah. If you start going to Argentina, Argentina, we have a black population, but we don't go there mm -hmm. because that's mm -hmm. another thing that we don't well, talk about. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right. But if you look at other places, it's not it's 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 the idea that black lives matter would be something ridiculous in certain places. Because if you think about it, in context, as you're saying, it makes sense because in context, in that little bubble of North America and Canada, it makes a lot of sense, right? But if you discuss that's a powerful it, bubble, eh, brother. Yeah, uh, no, 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 <laughs> but no, okay, okay, fine. It's a powerful bubble. But if you're asking, do Black Lives Matter? Question mark. You never mm -hmm. mention nothing about North America, breads. You say if Black Lives Matter, right? Yeah. In in, Ken yeah, yeah. in Kenya, South Correct. Africa, Correct. Botswana, Correct. Black Lives Must Matter. They are the Correct. majority, right? Trinidad and Tobago, forty percent of Trinidad and Tobago is is a uh, is um is is. African, right? Yeah. Afro-Trinidadians, right? But uh, when you're looking at when you're looking at these things, right? And you're looking at context. Yeah, your context is important. But if your context is only that bubble, that little powerful bubble on top there, then mm -hmm. your entire your entire basis of your argument is based only on that small little part of the world now. The world mm -hmm. is larger than that, right? Mm -hmm. You had to see things from all over the world to understand that now. Right, right, right. right. So just like you say, it's context. Yes, it's context. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter is taken in context of North America. If you say Black mm -hmm. Lives Matter question mark, then you can't say do Black Lives Matter in North America. That's a different question. You're not asking yeah. that question, right? Correct. So you have to ask the correct question. So correct. Understand. Understand. And that 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 um would be my um last comments on the topic, Shankara. So if you wanna bring up anything, Torian, or anything, because we're hitting ten o'clock here, and yeah, boy. I know I know for sure I know for sure <laughs> we going. I know for sure that this 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 topic and topics like it, you know, will be. Um, up again on the show, and we would love to have Jason and Kelly again. So, Kelly, um, do you have any closing words? Um, I know sometimes, you know, people might say we forget to tell Kelly to talk, and then Torian might want to hit me and say, hey, <laughs> Kelly, and talking off for no partner. But, Kelly, if you want to give us something, we're, it was really glad. We are also really glad always to have, you know, um, the, the, the females on the show, you know, to show that perspective, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I. I think this is a great discussion. Um, I, again, like, I guess my point of view is way more pragmatic and logical than, than anything else. I think that 
I will disagree that just because you have a majority of Black people in a country, that does not necessarily mean that their lives matter, that they are treated with any the same sense of respect that that minority groups in that com- country may be treated, but that's a whole different conversation. Um, but I think definitely these conversations are important. I was telling Torian, like, you really need to have, I would love to see, like, a dedicated discussion on policing. I have my own thoughts about policing, um, but but thinking of policing from a sense of the different types of policing that exist, um, understanding the difference between law and enforcement, having community policing, what does defund the police really mean, all those types of stuff would be great to have on the show. But yeah, this was fun. Um, have me anytime. I'll come back. This was great. You guys are definitely, fun. Definitely. We, you'll be back. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> right? Um, t- t- Mr. Torian. Um. Who was, you, are the, you are already the architect of this show, eh? I'm going to tell you that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess what comes to mind is, uh, I guess in the heights of everything, this one guy I watched, um, I forget his name or what, watch his show, but he was talking to a group of police officers, and one of the officers was, um, he was like, why? Why Black Lives Matter? And the guy's response was, again, maybe keeping it in that American perspective, he said, well, a long time ago, a group of men sat down to make laws and they said all men were created equal under the the eyes of God, but black people weren't included in that. So the guy said, this time, we want to make sure that black people are included and therefore black lives matter. I just thought that to be a very interesting perspective on this whole scenario. And that is it from me. We we hear you, Torian. So we have um Mr. Siriam chiming in a lot, and he was saying um this thing about I believe the Breathe Act and defunding the police, and that is you know when we talk about legislation that we were talking about earlier, this is you know legislation being um put forward, you know that they're looking to institute and so on, and we should touch on that because as I said, mm-hmm. you know we had a, we had real differing views on whether we can legislate when it comes to these things and what is the point of it and all of that. And then that is a very um, controversial thing, just like, you know, people might look at affirmative action and so on as controversial and so on. So we definitely have to have a follow-up on this. I really want to thank Jason and Kelly for sharing with us today. I want to thank all of you in the comments. You all will, you know, lighten it up. I see some real debates going on in the comments. I really couldn't keep... (laughs) A lot of the time, I am kind of lost because I have to mm. navigate the comments and what's going on here. And sometimes I'm like, I miss things and it's a little crazy. But um, you guys, we really appreciate all your insight, all your, um, all, yeah. all your so questions. So we don't get to ask all the questions. But... Yeah, we don't get to ask all the questions. It's a, it's a bit tough. But, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, they might want to come and air their, their um opinions or maybe their grievances or so on on, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the show. And... um. We are open to that, so you can always just, you know, talk to one of us who on the show today, and we'll look to link it up, people. So it's all good. Um, I guess that's it for tonight. Yeah. Bless and love everybody. Back yeah. Discussion. Yeah. 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 Yeah.